The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with another trailblazing innovator. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Paul Roscoe, CEO and co-founder of Docent Health. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. Good to be with you. Well, thanks so much for making the time to be here today. Before we start our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Yes, I will. I've been in healthcare technology and healthcare technology-enabled services pretty much my whole career. Started off in the UK and in Europe, and for the last 16 or 17 years in the US, building companies from early stage and growing them and focused on a number of different healthcare technology challenges that have been facing health systems for the last two or three decades. Well, I like this current challenge you're helping to solve. Could you take the next couple of minutes and provide our audience with a 10,000-foot overview of what you're doing at Docent Health? Absolutely. Before I do that, I'd give you a quick overview of what the driver is for why we created the business in the first place. That'd be perfect. And that is that health systems are embarking on a significant transformation as they think about how do they dramatically improve the patient experience as a patient flows through a healthcare journey. If we take a look at the other industries that we interact with, those other industries from banking to hospitality, from retail to travel, have completely redefined what it means to have an experience with those organizations. And I think there's actually a term now that is well understood called the experience economy, where those organizations have used digitization and the redeployment and retraining of labor to reshape nearly every service experience we have. You think about standing in queues at airport to check in, and now we can check in seamlessly from our application without going through that torture. You think about the experience we have now interacting with retail banking, how dramatically different that is. We don't go anywhere near our physical bank now. We can do so much through interactions, technology, and then interactions with humans. And unfortunately, healthcare has been somewhat idle in redefining that experience when compared to these other industries. And that's why we created Docent Health. We are focused on helping health systems and hospitals to redesign the end patient experience. And we do that because consumers now have more choice than they've ever had before. We're paying more for our healthcare than we've had before. And that choice and that financial burden has meant that consumers are making decisions to go in different places for their healthcare treatment. We have a set of expectations that we've had as consumers from all these other industries, which has now meant that we have that same set of expectations when we're in a healthcare setting that we've perhaps not had before. And from a hospital and health system perspective, they're realizing that it isn't just about clinical outcomes anymore. It is about the experience that the patients have when they're going through their healthcare journey. It's about building a brand between them and their patients 
to retain existing patients and to attract new patients if that's the particular growth driver that you're focused on. And many health systems now are also realizing a new dimension, which is that a great experience for a patient means that they are likely to be more engaged in their healthcare. And in today's world of population health, having the patient engaged and collaborating with the care provider is really essential. And a great experience is the front door to that Standing. shared accountability, let's call it. Tell me, what are the real factors that are driving the need? Is it the age of consumerism? Is it the Obamacare? Is it the fact that we are bearing more of the burden for our health care dollars? What's driving the need for you to create this layer on top of health care, which, by the way, I'm in full support of, and I can't wait to find service like this in our town because I'll tell you a story, then I'll give you a chance to answer the question. I don't know if you've ever heard of Regina Holiday. Yes. Well, Regina started what's called the Walking Gallery, and she paints people's healthcare stories on the back of their jackets, mm-hmm. and we wear those jackets to healthcare conferences we go to. Mm-hmm. Well, my healthcare story is I'm very frustrated that every time I engage the healthcare system, it's like I've never been to that rodeo before. But there's plenty of people in the healthcare system that have been to that rodeo before. So she's painted on the back of my jacket a very complex depiction of the healthcare rodeo and how complex it is and how hard it is to navigate. But the fact is, there are people that know how to navigate it, but it's really hard to find the right way. You have to figure it out yourself, basically, is my pessimistic view of that world. So Regina painted on the back of my jacket a great piece of artwork. I'll include it in the show notes. Of It's the same old rodeo. We should have figured this out, how to take some other person's access into the healthcare system and help me leverage it. So the fact that you're systematizing it or providing help to those health systems, I think you can't really blame a health system because they, they haven't been paid to do this kind of thing before. And there's not a lot of extra money running around in health systems. So talk to us more about why this is working for your customers that are interested, for the health systems that are interested. What's making them say, yes, this makes sense? Well, I think your point's very valid that this isn't about sort of criticizing the health delivery system for not doing this before. As you say, the drivers weren't there, both in terms of reimbursement and the, the demand wasn't there necessarily from the consumer. That's changing as we've just described. And I think what we're starting to think about now and health systems are starting to think about is much more of a patient-centered, consumer-centric delivery model as opposed to a physician-centric delivery model that we might have been operating in the past. And when you think about putting the patient at the center of this, it's a very different experience. You know, to your point there, imagine if your experience was very different as you went through your journey. Imagine that every member of the health system, from the person scheduling to the nurse practitioner to a team member preparing your room, knew you on a first-name basis. And each of them knew that the relevant information that mattered the most to you to do their job, they knew that information. They knew your particular preferences. They knew how to communicate with you, whether you wanted a digital communication channel or whether you wanted a much more human-centric communication channel. They knew that you were a tennis player and you were coming in for an ACL and the sorts of treatment and therapies were all going to be focused around getting you to back to being 
a great tennis player and playing in your tennis championship in four months' time. So they knew your story, not your clinical story, but they knew your story, what your anxieties were, what your concerns were. And that, importantly, they were sharing that information with everybody who was interacting with you as you went through your healthcare journey. That is at the center of what we're building at Dosen Health, both in terms of the technology and the people that we provide. And it might be worth me sort of just capturing that for you a moment so we can reference it later. The Dosen Health business is focused on the belief that there is a gap in systems today, technology in a health system. A lot of emphasis and investment has been put on the electronic medical record, capturing clinical outcomes and managing the clinical pathway. But the gap exists in terms of the non-clinical experience. So Dosen Health is building a platform that allows us to capture that intimate level of preference information for the patient, a platform that allows us to segment patients into logical cohorts so that we can provide personalized journeys as opposed to one-size-fits-all. And examples of those might be the 25-year-old wants a very digital journey, the 65-year-old might want a very human-centric journey. The first-time mother, their experience, the amount of steps inside their journey may be very different than the experienced mother who's delivering their second or third child. So we believe there's a lot of work we can do to segment into cohorts and then provide this customized, curated journey that contains both digital and human steps. The other part of our technology is allowing us to really understand the sentiment of a patient as they go through their journey. Today, health systems capture in different ways survey information. Many of it is trailing data. When a patient's left the hospital, a HCAP survey is issued and poor response rates and late relative to knowing really how the patient felt 45 days ago. We believe and are working hard at Docent to create real-time sentiment, really understand the emotion of the patient as they're going through their journey, not only to understand it, but then to react to it. So that if a patient is disappointed that they've been waiting two hours in imaging to come back to their patient room, we can capture the sentiment of the patient, and more importantly, we can then initiate a service recovery moment. Because from these service recovery moments, we believe that you can actually create even stronger experiences for the patient. You think about the times in your life where you've had poor service, maybe in a retail or in a hospitality environment. They do a great job of capturing that and then dealing with it in the moment. And health systems historically haven't necessarily thought about that. And within our technology, we're capturing the ability of the systematic ways to be able to effect service recovery in a more appropriate way and report on patient sentiment. Imagine being able to go to a CEO of a health system and say, here is your patient sentiment dashboard. Here are the 15 people that are in these beds that are being discharged in the next 24 hours. And if you don't do anything else about them, they'll be leaving your health system with a poor taste in their mouth because of this experience they've had in their healthcare journey. Imagine the power of that data, giving that proactively as opposed to finding out about that information later once you've got survey data reported back to you. How interesting that you mentioned things that you're discovering and bringing from other industries like service recovery. Are there other things you're bringing in from other industries? I think the notion of a healthcare journey A journey is an important construct that we're building into our technology and building into our service delivery. The interactions one has had with health systems have been much more transactional in nature. And I think other industries 
over time have realized that it's not just about an individual transaction. It is about, in many cases, a lifetime journey. So we are building into our technology the ability to create these journeys. The journey doesn't start when the patient walks in the front door of the hospital and when they're discharged. The journey extends over a long period of time. A mother delivering a child is in a hospital potentially for one, two, three days. And yet there are so many other things we wish to do to interact with that patient, that mother, through that eight, nine month period of time that will, if we do it well, deliver a great experience as opposed to just focused on the one or two, three days stay, which is the transaction, so to speak. There's so much else in the journey that we can be able to deliver a better experience. That's one element that other industries have done. They realize that it's about building an experience, and that experience isn't just about the product or service you're buying. It's about how you interact with that in perpetuity. Outstanding. It really touches a place in my heart. I characterize sometimes healthcare as a throw-it-over-the-fence type of system where you go and visit one provider and they do something to you and throw you over the fence throw your medical records with you and the next person has to take you just as you are and figure it out and there's not really great communication backward or forward in the chain and there's not a lot of good communication about how many times you've engaged with the system before. Whoever has you right at that second has to figure it all out. So transforming the whole model from throw it over the fence to a journey, I can just see that health systems especially forward-thinking health systems, it's probably something they want to be if you can teach them and give them the tools to figure out how to do that. Is that the case? Yeah, absolutely. People who are in the healthcare delivery systems, they've generally arrived there out of a desire to absolutely help and assist others and the patients as they're in these times of need. So there's an absolute desire there. The challenge has been is that we don't believe that the systems have been in place, the technology systems, And also, the people that are involved in the delivery of clinical care are extremely busy, and we need to find a way to get them focused on the high-value activities that they should be providing. And that's really where the second part of the docent health business comes in, which is the provision of what we call our docents. These are empathetic, hospitality-trained people that we employ and then provide to hospitals in both their physical locations, so we place them into the hospital setting or in a remote setting where they're interacting with the patient when the patient's not in hospital. And it's this service, working collaboratively with nurses and physicians and other caregivers, that we believe can provide this seamless experience for the patient as they go through their journey. Because the key of it is about empathy, really understanding the patient, their preferences, as I've described before, their emotions, someone who understands what you've been through and what you are going through and can lead you through that process. So the journey is an important construct, but then someone who can guide you and interact with you through that journey, we think is the second part of the solution that we're building here. And that's what we call docents. So the way you're engaging with the market, then I want to make sure I understand, you're selling your services basically to a health system, and for lack of a better term, they'll white label your docent services so that you're extending their current capabilities, much the same situation that you've described for us today, where you're helping them with a journey, you're helping them do things like service recovery and gather data along the way so that 
they can focus on all the things they've done to date. They see patients, they get the bills out, and you can focus on the journey and the actual patient experience. Absolutely, yes. Through the technology we're building and then the docents that can be, as you described, white-labeled and branded under the health system's own particular brand, they will look to the patient if they are just another member of the health system staff. But we will have trained them. We will have ensured that this very consistent experience which the health system wants to deliver is ingrained in them. We will make sure that we're using the data we're capturing to identify what are the improvements we want to make in real time. A large part of, I think, our value to a health system is the ability to use the data we're capturing in managing these journeys to feed back and close the loop to create even better journeys. And so you think about health systems on the clinical side have used evidence-based clinical care pathways for a long time. They've iterated and iterated so that that clinical experience now is superb. We seek to do the same for the non-clinical patient experience by using the data we're capturing in the journeys, using the data we're capturing around patient sentiment, understanding what those service recovery moments have been, what created them in the first place, and which service recovery techniques have been perhaps the most effective. We're able then to pull up and help the health system understand which of the journeys are delivering great patient satisfaction scores, maybe improvements in HCAPs or net promoter scores and which of the journeys that perhaps need improving. And using that data in a real-time setting allows us to have an evidence-based approach to patient experience. So as you're selling this to your customers and you're bringing this to the market, what do you say to someone who questions the importance of looking beyond the clinical aspects of care to improve the patient experience? We don't hear it very often, thankfully. That's correct. Uh, Joe, health systems are increasingly in tune with the fact that they understand that great care equals great clinical outcomes plus a great experience. And you can't trade one off against the other. You can't have a great experience if you're fundamentally not helping the patient get better. And you can't just a clinical outcome, a great clinical outcome with the experience that the patient's had through that healthcare journey has not been a pleasant one. Both have to go hand in hand. So increasingly, what we're finding with our health system companies is not persuading them of the need to do this. It's working with them to understand how we can get started. You know, health systems are making significant investments in patient experience. You see that with the number of patient experience officers that are being hired by health systems. You see that by where they sit at the executive level. And our view is that health systems are very much embracing this. You've teed up my next question very well. How will this patient experience evolution go? How is it going to continue to evolve? Well, I think what we're going to be seeing is that health systems are going to be using very data-driven approach to improve experience. They're going to identify which patient segmentations to start with, which are the particular ones that are relevant and strategic to their business. And that changes from health system to health system. Some will be very growth-driven Some will be focused much more on population health and so patient engagement. But both of them require you to have a strong relationship between you and your patients, strong attachment. So I think what you'll see is this sort of evolution between patient experience will allow health systems to create and build a brand loyalty between themselves and patients. And then a more advanced state of that would be 
to have a situation where they have advocacy, where a mother who's had a great experience stays loyal, next delivery goes back to the same hospital, her child, the pediatric business goes back to the same hospital, that phase, but over time has had such a compelling experience is advocating for that hospital to friends and family. And so the health system now is getting referrals from that particular amazing experience that the mother had first time around. So I think you're going to start to see a lot more sophistication with health systems being able to merchandise the experience to potential patients. And also, I think we see an opportunity for the insurer to think about how they can merchandise the experience that their members might have at particular health systems. Great. What are some of your goals over the next three to six months? If we were to catch up in six months, what would we hear that you've accomplished? Well, we're focused at the moment on our first set of customers. We have a number of anchor customers that we're in the state of deployment with. And so our focus is getting those health systems operational with both our technology and our docent service and being able to capture information that helps them identify how much impact our technology and services is having, being able to build out the sort of key performance in metrics that they can check the improvements in patient experience, which is going to be important for us. We're building out our technology in very significant ways, putting a lot of investment around the sentiment analysis that I just described, working with NLP technology to be able to mine data from various different sources and give real good analysis back to the health system. So a huge amount of investment we're making on the technology side. And then the final area of our business is obviously hiring our docents so that we can deliver this great experience to the patient. Outstanding. And will those docents be all in one call center or will they be remote throughout the world? How do you expect to bring that service to the world? Yeah, that's that's a great question. We will have docents that will be employed locally to the hospitals and we're working with. It's really important, we believe, to have docents that understand the community that they are serving. And for us to do that, we will need to employ them close to the particular facilities they'll be working in. From a remote perspective, we will have docents that are interacting with patients that don't need to be necessarily in the local community, but providing services potentially to patients as they're not in the hospital but are getting ready or post-discharge. And those docents can be much more centrally located, not necessarily in the field. Perfect. This time, I just want to encourage everybody to go right now to www.docenthealth.com. That's D-O-C-E-N-T health, H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Bookmark that site. Keep up with the great things that Paul and his team are doing and definitely keep up with where they're having success and what they're learning. Paul, it was so great to have you. Thanks for joining us, sharing your great wisdom and the great progress you're making at Docent Health. Joe, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to chat with you and your listeners. I'll be excited to come back in the future and give you an update on progress. Oh, we'd look forward to it. We really appreciate that. And that wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Paul Roscoe, I'm Joe Lavelle. And we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.